0: Welcome to the Better Business Podcast, a series for those business owner-operators who want to create a better business. Here are your hosts, Chris and Mark. Welcome uh, listeners to the Better Business Podcast. Chris Pezzamenti here, Mark Eggleston joining us as well. Hello, Mark. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Very well, very well. We've got uh, part two today of a conversation we had last week around the the concept of sales. Are you all geared up for it? I am geared up for it, actually. Um, Yeah, I think it's probably fair if we do a little bit of a recap. So, I think it's a good idea. Let's jump straight into it because um, this isn't going to be a long discussion. It's going to be pretty punchy. So last episode, we talked about the title was "The dirtiest word." Sales part One, and that came from the conversation you had with your architects who all recoiled in horror when you asked them how they sell. so uh, we used that that clever title to sort of create a bit of a reaction around the dirtiest word in mm-hmm. business. Um, and what we spoke about there was we we talked about sales in the context of conversion, around increasing your opportunities to convert rather than just doing a bunch of activity that leads to a bunch of meetings, and then. Uh, we wound that back to how does revenue actually enter your your organization? So we took it right to the top to um, being very clear on your product, being very clear on how you position yourself in the marketplace, then looking at how you then go and build your channels and referral networks um, to ensure that you give yourself the best opportunity to convert so that the businesses you want or the people you want or the customers you want to buy from you um, are exposed to you in some way Shape, form, or another. So today we're going then to talk about well, once you've actually got your channels referring to you, what's the way? What's the best way to conduct a meeting to ensure that you have the best connection with your with your prospect, um, and hopefully increase that opportunity to convert that prospect into a customer. Is that fair? Beautiful. Well, fair summation. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. Where,
0: where do we want to start
1: here? Where we want to start here, I believe, is with a methodology, a bit of a methodology um, yeah. around how you you're usually going into a discussion knowing it's a it's a potential customer for you. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to I well, like to remove the sales word from this if I can, if if at all I can, particularly with the thought in mind of what you said about my uh, architect client when I said sales and the looks on their faces. And it is the dirtiest word. And you don't actually have to think of sales. If you can remove that from your psyche, you'll do much better,
0: I think. Yeah, yeah. And putting undue pressure on yourself, like we discussed last week, when, when you're actually trying to put yourself in a situation where you don't believe you are that person, so like, you know, the highly technical people that don't view themselves as salespeople, if you go into, into a meeting and say, well, we've got to sell now, um, it's, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't line up. So it, let the people with the skills of actually going out and conducting meetings to, to look at build, building business, let them go and have the meetings. With that thought in
1: mind, though, mm-hmm. anyone that works in one of the listeners' business has the potential to get clients. Yep. who weren't previously clients. And they do that by not selling. So uh, what I think we might do is there is a methodology that sits behind this. Um, how about we go into that and talk about that? Yep. I'm thinking we could simplify it a tiny bit though.
0: Okay, cool. Before, now, before you do sorry. that, could, could I just um, maybe ponder What's a typical, if, if you t- had to give a really quick story or example of a typical sales scenario that, that either you, you've been trying to be sold to or that you've been part of on the other side of the table trying to sell something. Um, if you think of when you didn't have methodology or you didn't have a specific way or when someone was coming at you with a bit of a, um, you know, barrage of information. What what's that experience like? Have you got an example of?
1: I just check out within the first three minutes.
0: Yeah, and what's the typical? What, what typically gets you to check out?
1: Two things: the guy who or woman who's selling to me has no idea about what my needs wants are. Yep. they've got a standard pitch. Yeah, they just blurt all over you. Yeah, and just too much information to process. Rapidly,
0: yeah, and that's exactly. really good. They, they go really far and wide with the features and benefits of of what it is they're trying to sell, without ever really honing in on the one that's going to make the difference to you. Exactly. I, I was recounting I was... a story earlier in a situation where where myself and a colleague were coaching a client, and they said, "Look, we're going to have to take half an hour break." It was a financial planning client, and they said, "We're going to have to take a half hour break because." Um, our whole team's getting around the, the meeting room because someone's coming in from one of the big funds and they, they want to win some of our business, you know, m- move some of our investments to them. And we said, okay, no worries. I said, look, why don't you come in, sit in because the whole team's going to be in there. And so we sat in there and, and this, this chap came in, very professional. And, and when I say one of the big funds, like, like household name, very professional, came in, um, plugged in the laptop you know, greeted everybody and then just went into the, the spiel. Features and benefits for about 20 slides. Um, or All the typical information, lots of, lots of graphs and numbers and you, you name it. And then said, um, uh, and, and I'll take some questions at the end. And looking around the room, well, when, when he actually took questions at the end of like a 30-minute presentation, there weren't many questions at all. But realistically, what happened was there was absolutely no connection with, with the people he was trying to sell to or position the, the fund to. And there was absolutely no dialogue up front. It was all at the end. I'm going to show you a bunch of stuff. Then you can ask me some questions about it without really picking up on the fact that he'd pretty much lost the whole audience within five or, or 10 minutes because um, it, he, was, he was sort of pitching everything at them and they were lost in the information. And I think that this is when, when you talk about methodology or or not having a process, this is the risk that you you do go and spray and pray. And exactly like what you said, you check out really early in the meeting or in the discussion. I
1: have a question for you right there. So you went back into your meeting with the management team of that business. I presume. Yes. After this guy had done his his sales pitch. Yep. How was their energy when they were back in the room with you?
0: Like if, if I could, if I could swear, but it was like, WTF was that? That 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 was their, that was their their exact. Um, They've been res- hit by a steamroller, right? They said, "Well, I guess we won't be doing business with that crew." And I and we we asked them why, like almost rhetorically, but saying, "Look, well, where didn't it hit the mark?" And they were just saying. He could have changed that whole thing by just having a conversation with us and asking us what we wanted to understand or know.
1: Okay. And right there it is. Right, right on that point it is because selling isn't selling. As you know, you, know, we, you and I follow a kind of the broad, same broad methodology. It's yeah. about having a conversation with someone. That's all it is. You want to have a conversation with someone. Yeah. The most successful long-term client I ever got who referred me all over the place, I met them at a a lunch. My daughter was at with this other person's daughter and this woman sat next to me and she just asked me what I did and I explained to her what I did and how it worked with owner-operated businesses and we just had a wide-ranging chat. At the end of that chat, she just said, I think you better come and see me.
0: Mm. And And,
1: and probably at no point in that conversation did I try and sell her. Yeah. I didn't because I thought I was having a chat, which is what I was having.
0: And your natural charm kicked in.
1: Oh, that too, definitely yes. that.
0: Yeah. Um, um, but, but what was what was the piece in that chat that then you think actually got got this other person engaged in the conversation? Was it?
1: Well, she initially started quite broad, as as yeah. always happens with these kind of conversations, and it got more and more specific. Yeah. And then
0: it was the old "What what do you do? What what sort of what sort yeah, of work?" Yeah, do and you then, do? Then, blah, blah blah yeah, blah blah. And uh, it
1: was that she wanted to get out of her business, but the business was dysfunctional mm-hmm. in, in as much as she was touching too many roles that we've talked about in the past. Mm. And so as it teared down, I then said, well, that's really interesting because we kind of in another business I've worked in, we have a methodology for dealing with that where CEOs are involved in too many of the roles in a business. And this is how we kind of look at that. Mm. That's pretty much what I said eventually. Yep. And that piqued her
0: interest, but up front you went from broad to narrow. is that yes, I did, and that 's exactly what what these guys in the in this financial planning business uh, were saying to me in not so many words was that their their response was all he did was he just remained broad. this guy mm. that presented to them he just he just presented his stuff. He never asked us well, specifically what what 's the thing that we need to hear. And, and I think that that's the, that's the real kicker at the start of any meeting where you've... Because don't forget, this is a situation where we actually have someone who's expecting our meeting. It's not sitting next to them on the plane. It's not um, bumping... But really in. interestingly, so as you much. say, sitting next to them on the plane, it can be that. Well, it can be that. But if we follow that um, discussion... Yeah, you've got a meeting set up. Broadcast. You've got one in your dough. Yeah, like you've got one in the diary, um, you're going to a meeting and, you know, based on that framework that we were talking about last time is that this is generally a meeting that's come via a source of of referral, either an existing customer referral, a strategic alliance referral, or someone who's met you at a trade show, someone who's met you at a presentation, someone who said, hey, I think you need to come to talk to us exactly like what this lady said to you. Someone
1: who's picked you up off the
0: bar floor after a big night. Maybe. Yeah, well. I think it's worth drawing
1: a distinction here, which is mm-hmm. this, that the financial advisor you talk to, who, who all went in, all this stuff into a room mm-hmm. and listened to a guy present, that's one on many. Yeah. And the methodology we're going to talk about does work there but with a slight variation, but more often than not, it's one on one or one on a couple. That's right. Um, so, you've had a diary, you've got a meeting in your diary about yep. someone who you don't currently work with, or someone's could be two or more, and you're going to meet with them. Yes. And see if you can't convert them into becoming a client. Yep. Cool.
0: So, what's the first thing? You turn up, you exchange pleasantries, you sit down, everyone sort of, you know, that energy shifts to, like, okay, let's get on with the conversation. What's the first thing that comes out of your mouth, Mark? This is what should come out of your mouth
1: is what they want to get out
0: of the meeting. Yep. And so when you ask... A really elegant uh, way to... How would you elegantly position that with the with a potential client?
1: How I position that is, well, what would make this a good meeting for you? Or how long yep. have you got, firstly, so I know yep. how slow or fast to go. Yep. Um, and that's just a respect issue. Yep. just on that point how many times have you been in a presentation and and you think oh my god take me now this (laughs) has gone on for an hour and a half (laughs) dear lord take me now yeah so throw throw some of that lightning into this room
0: yeah
1: um you need to know how long they've got because if at the end they start asking your, your your potential start asking a lot of questions you can say look you had three quarters of an hour. We're up for three quarters of an hour. Do you want to keep going or would you like me to come back and see you? Yep. And if they're anywhere near engaged, they will say, let's keep going. They'll find extra time. Unless they've got another meeting on the back of yours. And that happens very often, doesn't it? Yep. So how long have you got, first question, and then what would make this a really good meeting for you?
0: Great. How, How simple is that? What would make this a really good meeting for you? and and the typical response you know or or another way to ask that you know there's so many different ways and it depends on personal style and i just something i'm just conscious of here i don't want to turn this discussion into like a training conversation because it's not a training discussion it's about just giving people some framework so we can keep this relatively yeah it's
1: not a training thing and, and yeah. n- nor it should be
0: yeah i mean it's a whole um, process to to train people about selling and how to coach people but this is more just to, to give them a framework on how to have a conversation that, that will at least allow for you to in, improve your, your chance of converting that particular prospect in front of you. So that first question that you said there is, what would make this a great meeting for you today? And if they kind of give you a bit of a look and say, um, what do you mean? You can go specific, <coughs> pardon me, you can, you can say different things, like you can put different scenarios to them and say, okay, if you, when you walk out of this meeting, what would make this feel like this was a great use of your time? Um, what do we need to cover for, to give you some comfort today? Um, what would you like to get out of this meeting? Whatever it is, it's, it's a very, it, it's a, a what question, which allows it to open up the conversation. And it's really about them. It's their agenda.
1: Exactly. Now, yeah. right at that point, I think there's a trap for people here, which is this. And this is a, little technical bit, but I think it's worth covering.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, When you say what would make this a really good meeting for you or some version thereof, you usually get a very broad response. Yeah. The broad response represents a place that your potential wants to be in time. I would like to grow my business bigger or I'm having trouble getting out of my business or something like that. So that's a point in time. It's not now. Yeah. You want to tear down a little bit and find Absolutely. out what is it really now you want.
0: Yeah. Or or it can be even global things like, um, I want to find out a bit more about you and, and and what you can do for us.
1: Yeah. When someone says that, and they do, I say, yeah. look, that's really broad. Um, and I'm going to have trouble answering that. Could you be a bit more specific?
0: Yeah. And I think that's, that's just a really easy way to go from broad to narrow, like you said before. Yeah.
1: And what people, specifically?
0: Um, what is it about? Specifically, what is it about coaching that ask. You, you? Yeah. You know, specifically, what is it about what I I do that will allow you know this to be a good meeting? Specifically, what is it that you want it to do for your organisation? Um, that one before when they said I want to grow my business. Um, specifically, what do you need now? What's what's yeah. the you know what's keeping you up at night now? Could you could you just hone that conversation in slightly?
1: Around about now, when I'm talking to people about this, clients, they say, but isn't the person you're talking to want you to present at them, to them? Yeah. And I say, no. You've just got to flop this around in your mind. People generally, all people, me included and you, love mm-hmm. to talk about themselves or what they want. And um, their business. And their business. They love it. Mm. So start there yeah the other thing I say, usually a bit further into this methodology is, and this really you get a lot of really surprised looks when you say this, I say the ratio of you talking to your potential talking is you talking one third of the entire time and them talking two thirds of the entire time.
0: yeah, and it works out that way, doesn't it? It does yeah, so that very first so, step there is that you've you've essentially built you're building an agenda for the meeting. And it's and it's, it's the agenda of the potential client. It is right there. And um, this this works in in retail as well, doesn't it? It does. It
1: is exactly this works in having a meeting. This yep. works in retail. This works in just so many places. Yes. How I mean, often have you conducted a meeting where there's a few people sitting in front of you? Yep. And you quickly go around the room and say, "What do you want to get out of this meeting?"
0: Yep. And you can I do it, it really quickly. I do, do it as as a as a point of actual subconscious process, so yes, it's, it's I can't even remember the last time I did it because I I probably do it every time now. Because and sometimes you would put that on
1: the uh, the butcher's paper in the corner of the room. So with you know Steve wanted to get this, um, Helen wanted to get that, other blah blah, blah blah noted down on the white paper on the site. Okay, it's a little we're digressing a tiny bit there, but it, yeah. it does work in the retail environment. It does work in
0: meetings. Yeah. You walk into a store and if the person comes up to you and says, hi, how are you doing today? Great. What How is Is there anything I can help you with? Very broad. You can, that that's generally not a, a good question when you walk into a shop because you can actually say yes or no at that point. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all right. I'm just browsing. Oh, then that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. But that, but it's because the question's wrong. That, and that's, yeah. the, I mean, that if they actually turn around the question and say, um, uh, you know, w- welcome to the store. What can I help you with today? I think
1: uh, just to recap on what we've talked about, simply put, point one, shift from broad to specific. Ask an open-ended what question to
0: start with. And it's their agenda. And it's their agenda. Not yours. Um, And that that was the presentation at the Financial Planner because whose agenda was was this guy running?
1: Totally his. His He killed everyone in the room with boredom.
0: Never, never asked one question to twenty five people. Oh, it's
1: staggering when I see that. I just go, "Oh my god!"
0: Yeah, staggering never. when people do that.
1: Anyway, um, so next, next point down, and you don't always have to do this next point
0: mm.
1: or next little technique, but it's worth knowing what they know about you.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, this is a good way to, to answer that part where they say, tell me a little bit about yourself. We want to find out more about you. And you can say, yeah, I'll deal with that. No worries. What else would you like to? I
1: will deal with that, but particularly, so, you know, you're jumping between the two. We would, we, well, you and I would jump between the two right there. Um, I'll tell you why, to the listeners, I'll tell you why this is really worth knowing. It's because how often, this has happened to me, and it's it may have happened to you a few times. They'll say, oh, we would like you to write a business plan. -hmm. So right there, I have to say, well, no, that's not exactly what we do.
0: You can end it. You can say, I can help you find someone who does. I know someone who does. It's 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 not. You know, if if the specific agenda item is something that you don't deliver, you then have a choice point to say, you know what? Thank you for being very clear on that, but you've saved us all an hour.
1: You did this recently. You told me about a guy you did it with. It was um, you had to quit the meeting where you said, look, you get that sorted out, then come back to me and we'll do the bit that I'm going to do with you.
0: Yeah, he, he wanted specific, um, uh, a specific sales infrastructure um, to like a Salesforce or some sort of CRM or, or whatever it was. And, and so I, I met with this person. He said, this is what I want. When we whittled it all down and I went, we went sort of very broad to very specific, it was realistically all about there was particular pain in his organisation around um, cash flow. He'd just recently lost some sales resources. He had no um, process for selling, and, but he was, he was looking for um, more of that sort of top-end strategic, you know, let, let's work on the plan, let's look at the strategy, let's look at this and that. But when I whittled it all the way down, it was really you got to get out of pain first, and in fact, you need some real yeah. disciplines and some so I actually put him in into contact i said look here's here 's a sales um, process coach, and they they look at implementing system and here 's a, a sales recruiter. Um, I want you to meet with meet with both of them first, get your cash flow right, get your comfort levels right around building your pipeline so that you 're at least feeling because there 's no point. Going and investing in in um, strategy and long term plans and all sorts of leadership development and things like that when the business is hemorrhaging, so it was that's like a really good point. And right, did he love right, you he for doing that? And and I just said you just need people to come in here who are actually consultants who can probably sit in here with you and do it. Yeah, or or and they did he can,
1: love you for doing that, Pez?
0: And he he um he turned around and goes, "Hey man, that that's that was." That was mind blowing. You know, you basically I'm here wanting to sign up with you and you're basically giving it away to someone else. And I said, but it's not what I do and it's not what you need. You need something else, Write The sinking ship. Then, you know, I'll keep checking in with you, you know, three, six, 12 months down the track and let's see where you are.
1: So um, I think that's such a good example. Really. It is Of if they want what you don't offer, tell them maybe try and refer them somewhere as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you, if you go into a Ferrari dealership and they say, you know, how can we help you today? Oh, I'm looking for a car. Well, what are you going to use it for? Oh, I need to do a bit of four-wheel driving. Well, they can either, <laughs> one of their, you know, four-wheel drive cars that are still sports cars or they can say, you know what, maybe go next door. I mean, yeah. professional service is exactly the same. Too many people don't either do that agenda or then they still think that they can sell everything, shoehorn every person's problem into what they do.
1: And if you're doing that with someone who's sitting opposite you, they know you're shoehorning. Yeah. Invariably. Or if they don't know at the time, it'll start to tweak to them. So uh, thing one, broad to narrow. Thing two, what they know about you. Yes. Because you need to know that to make sure you
0: can answer their issue.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: and especially on the what they know about you. Just quickly is that if you've been referred by an existing client, it's always good to say there. Um, you know, Janet referred you to uh, me to you to for for us to catch up. Um, is there anything particular in that conversation and the referral that stuck out to you that I did, or you know, from a professional yeah. services perspective? That, that's typically where the referral comes in. I mean, if you, if you refer someone just to go and buy, you know, a good brand of wheel cleaner, you're not going to go and dialogue with the person at Autobahn about it and about who referred you. Um, but if someone refers you to go and see a particular lawyer or a, a financial advisor or an accountant or a coach or, or what, or a plumber or an electrician, um, you can always say, you know, what, what, what was the thing that piqued your interest? You know, what was it about that referral that, you know, got us here today because they might give you they might give you um a very very specific reason as to why they will buy you eventually if you can if you can um convince them that you can do the same
1: i've had the exact opposite to that where someone i was seeing front of said oh phil said i needed to talk to you yeah (laughs) that was it but it's a really good opening though because then you can go to well why do you you know, what is it about what he said that you think you need to talk to me about around?
0: Yeah. Well, I, I tend to, I tend not to pursue it. I tend to sort of say if, if they're guard, if you pick up that they're quite guarded about the referral.
1: No, this was, sorry, this wasn't a regarded. This is exactly what happened.
0: Oh, okay. this, this, But it still was a way in. Yeah. No, if, yeah, the if they're regarded. Sometimes I think quite guarded and they'll say, oh, you know, Phil said I need to talk to you. And you kind of go, Okay cool, you can, you can sometimes sort of um, be a bit playful with it and say anything specific or would you prefer to move on? And they might just say, oh, no, let's just move on or they might tell you something specific about it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so now they know about you, what do we do next? Okay, so you've, got, you've gone from at the very
1: beginning, you've gone from broad to narrow. You now need to verify what you think their need is. <clears throat> They've said it probably not explicitly, but they have said it. So now you need to ask you, the person sitting in front of you a million questions around what you think they need.
0: Yep. Get them talking,
1: get them talking. And
0: so how, do you start that? how do you generally start that conversation? So you've got I, would their, say, look, I know a bit about you. There's that space in the meeting now for someone to talk. Let's say, look, thanks for sharing. Um,
1: what what you'd like to get out of today? Just let's, let's talk about that a little bit
0: more, and then I would start asking questions. Yeah, I'd ask a lot of questions, and and your questions then can go from quite broad to narrow as well, can't they? They do,
1: they do. You have to listen to the response from them because they will drop key words with a lot of energy on a given word, and you think, okay, that's that's where I need to question down next. Yeah. Then you ask questions about that, then you go deeper and deeper and deeper.
0: Yep. Have you have you seen a good example of that one recently? Not recently, no, I haven't. Well, I I saw a good one where I was um, talking to a prospective client, and we were just having a bit of a chin wag around, you know, just their business, telling me their you know their their story of their business, um, and then and then they just had this all this heat and energy around. Oh, and the you know the, the you know, expletive, expletive sales manager, if they ever turned up to work on time and it's like, Oh, okay. Uh, issue. <laughs> right? So I'm yeah. just making notes as I'm going. And there was all this heat and energy. And I don't, sometimes I, I think that people don't, um, they're not always conscious of how much energy they put into certain things they're telling you so that they're they, can, not actually. they can be really sort of bland, a conversation like, oh yeah, look, and this is how we're structured, and we've got, um, you know, th- these people, and this is what my management team looks like, and this is what who the senior executive is, and if if this person here ever pulled their weight or bothered to show up, <laughs> it's like okay, radio, there we go, issue there. Yeah. So then you can actually start drilling down and 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 finding that issue. Um, I, I've seen it work with with um, people who look at um, buying you know, facilities management or maintenance services into their, into their organization where they're having this, this real heat around. And and so tell me how your, uh, you know, how have your maintenance crew worked in the past? And then they just launch in this invective. They overcharge. They, they don't turn up on time. You don't know where they are. They don't. And, and it's just uh, you can just ping, 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 ping. These are all the issues That are really that are really at the heart of their problem, and uh, and that's where you take the conversation next, isn't
1: it? It is where you take the conversation. There might be a big one lying underneath that too.
0: Yeah. Well, well, then the skill of going there. Yeah, and the skill of the person that's actually trying to sell is actually then to be able to put all these issues in context and say, "Okay, look, if if every time you you raise some sort of heat around a scenario, it's to do with." a staff member or it's to do with um a a cultural issue or it's to do with um some sort of structural issue or it's to do with uh whatever it is whatever is your 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 business is trying to sell um then then that's that's the skill of the person sitting on the other side of the table to be able to go if i look at all these things that have got all this heat around them What's, what's this picture telling me as, you, as you're taking your, your, your sort of notes around this sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, that's another way to say that is what's the commonality between all of these?
0: Yeah. What's the
1: context? Yeah, the context. Exactly. Yeah. So now you've, um, you're, you're doing what we would call a fact find. Yeah. If you like. You're asking
0: uh, a bunch of questions and you're listening.
1: You're listening and you're making notes. I think it's really important to make notes because the person, persons sitting opposite you, see that you're interested and you're listening.
0: Yeah.
1: And you don't have to take comprehensive notes. You can just write down the big bits. Yeah. But you are making notes and I think a lot of people really like it when you make notes. They do like it. I know I like it. Yeah. And I think when a waitress doesn't write, there's five people and they Uh, don't write it down. My next question is, are you sure you can remember this? Now, some can,
0: but a lot can't. Yep. And, and how many times have you done the old, when they come back or miss a thing or that, and, then you, and you can say, well, if you only wrote it down. <laughs> exactly. you wrote it down, um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be going back. Yeah.
1: So now you've, um, you've, you've got broad to narrow, you've you found out what they know about you, and now you've conducted a really lengthy diagnostic on what you think they want. And this will confirm
0: lengthy. It just has to get to the point.
1: Well, length. When I say lengthy, it doesn't. It's it, it's a fair chunk of the meeting.
0: Yeah, and it goes. And like you said before, it goes from that sort of broad, sort of dump of of what's in their mind, down to some issues that they they have a bit more emotion about, and it's that yeah. classic um, holding the space for someone to go from, you know, what you'd call a, quite a thinking headspace. It's more of an emotive feeling space where, you know, we know that the heart of most issues and the people will make most purchase decisions when you can actually convince them that there's an emotional um, result at the end of it.
1: Absolutely. Perfect. So you've gone through all the questions you, you've confirmed what they said they want out of the meeting is actually what they want out of the meeting. And sometimes it isn't. And you have to go back and say, look up, up there. You said at the beginning of the meeting, you said this, what I'm really hearing now is something slightly different. Is that right? Hmm. Um, That doesn't happen
0: that often, but it does happen sometimes. But if if you're asking questions about their specific agenda item, um, it should actually be clear. But then what can can also happen is there can be other significant things that they want you to do for them as well. Yeah. So you kind of have to pick the most significant really, I guess would be fair to say. Yeah, because that's how you, you, all the while, this is, you, you, you can sometimes think about, well, how am I going to structure some sort of solution in this meeting how, yeah, how do I, at some point?
1: What you're doing in your mind is you're shuffling your presentation now to yeah. them. What's what relevant, what's, what's irrelevant. irrelevant. <laughs> what I I don't want to kill them like PowerPoint or anything else or over-presenting, blah, blah.
0: And, and just on that point, Eggy, you've got this situation where you might be half an hour into a meeting and you haven't presented a thing. In fact, you've barely spoken. Well, that's the
1: two-thirds, one-third thing coming out now.
0: Yeah. And, and this is, I think, sometimes Rally, the, two-thirds, one-third. The, the counterintuitive nature of of conducting a really good sales meeting or a good meeting is that you're not doing all the talking. You can't just, you know, there, there's always that these sort of 1980s, um, you know, tactics, you know, he, he who talks first loses and all, all this sort of stuff. If you if you look at it in the context of this process of like you said at the start of having a conversation, but you structure the conversation in a way that gives you control of the meeting, you don't actually do much talking. You just actually prompt and lead and guide and make sure that all the while you're holding the person on the other side of the meeting's agenda at heart because that's the problem that they've got. And hopefully you've got the service or the product to solve it.
1: Yeah. I think a really critical point you just made there, at heart. And it has yeah. to be at heart. If you're being flippant about this, don't bother.
0: Yeah. You, and you'll never get about. to their true emotive emotion or the reason for buying if, if you don't actually listen with your heart as well. You've got to actually kind so, of get out you of do. your head. Get out, you know, if, if you want them to get out of their head, you've got to get out of your head. You've got to be exactly quiet.
1: what you have to do. Yeah, Yeah, exactly what you have to do so um, we've covered three basic steps now and you've done a lot of questioning around what we might loosely call a fact find Mm -hmm. and you've got everything out and you think you're pretty convinced you know what you need to say next so this is where you now present the solution to the person first person or several people Mm -hmm. sitting in front of you because you've got you're pretty convinced or you're you're more than convinced you know what the issue is yep and this is where you would present a solution to their issue.
0: Exactly and right. Draw,
1: draw a picture if you can. Picture is really good. Uh, believe it or not, adults relate to pictures much more than words. That's why PowerPoint can be such a killer.
0: Yep. Analogies, um, case studies, analogies,
1: Metaphors, what you did for another client. Yeah. Um, and this it's, is fairly to the
0: point. What will happen is that the, the person on the other side of the meeting will start attaching meaning to the, the, the solution that you're providing here. So if you do it in, in, um, graphical format, like you can just, you know, grab a picture, you know, draw a picture. Um, if you can do it via, uh, this is what, this is the exact circumstance that happened in, in another client or this is the problem that we solve for everybody. You know, imagine you're an insurance salesperson and someone's talking to you about, um, some very specific circumstances. You might have a husband and wife, um, you know, that they're coming to a certain time in their lives. Uh, They don't need to necessarily have kids on the policy anymore, like a health insurance policy. There could be a range of factors that are all very common to a certain thing you sell and you go, yeah, we see this all the time. This is specifically what we do and this is how we go about doing it. So this is where you can actually show some, some real confidence to, lead the person out of the problem space that they're in into a space yeah. where they can actually experience a solution.
1: Well, I think that's this is where you need to be confident, direct, and to the point. You yeah. now are in control of the
0: meeting. That's right. This is the only, this is the only time up to this. Well, you, the funny thing is you've always been in control of the meeting via, via process, but you haven't been speaking a lot. But this yeah. is where you, you get a chance to to you know, present something. to This is your chance to speak or to talk or, or to present.
1: Now, r- right at this point, I think it's really worth noting, don't over-present. <laughs> if someone, if you think they want a red shirt and you're pretty certain they want a red shirt, give them a red shirt.
0: Yeah. Don't start. Don't start going. This is the red shirt. And by the way, we've got the slacks, the jackets, the shoes, the cufflinks to match.
1: I have a friend who owns a very big motorbike shop in the country, um, New South yep. Wales. Yep. And his comment to me really regularly is, his lesser talented salespeople will almost always talk themselves out of a sale.
0: Ah, interesting. And and how. Does he have a sort of rationale behind that? Like what, what's common? Well,
1: because they over talk. They talk too much. They've sold the person on a thing and then they go and sell other things.
0: Yeah. That
1: aren't required. Well, well, and
0: then, Yeah, and then they've got too many choices to make.
1: Yeah, and then there's a point in this whole process where your potential customer shift from a thinking, from a feeling into a very intuitive space. In that space, that's where they will most likely take on your services. If you keep talking, you'll shift them out of that intuitive space. Yeah. Straight back into thinking.
0: Yeah. And then, and then and once, what happens? once they're back in their heads, it's just full of content again and they're not really going to make a decision.
1: They're not. They'll be confused. That's what happened with that guy who opened his laptop that you described. But he stood there and just talked to the PowerPoint for half an hour. He's never shifted them out of their head. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it just kept raising more, more questions than answers, and then in the end there were no questions.
1: Yeah. Um, so the next, the next thing you need to do is a really tricky little thing. Um, I'm wondering if you're on the same page with me as, as this one, which is <clears throat> where you stop talking. Mm-hmm. You just stop talking. Not in a stupid way, clearly, but you finish saying what you're saying and then don't say anything. Yep. now my question to you is have you I'm absolutely certain you have done that haven't you
0: yeah and and the reason I do do that is often there's a lot to take in and people are making that shift as you said they they're usually quite attached emotionally and we're talking to business owners who are more often than not at a, at a real um, inflection point in their business they might be in a in a really bad way emotionally and and they want to get out of that they might be excited and energized about something um that they that they need to just get some different skills in so it's a very very personal invested topic for when we're going to talk to people so not everyone's going to have so much emotion wrapped up in in their sales process either are they no they're not no, so like if you're if you're trying to sell someone a mobile phone, it's it's not going to change the 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 prospect of them putting bread on the table for their family. If you're going to talk yeah, to people about their business and you know how to keep 85 people employed and 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 structure up to to survive a, a downturn in the market or how to actually reset the vision and get everyone on board and go again. It's it's a it's a, a whole different prospect. So, when we're in this presentation mode, and like you start talking about the pause, is that pause is usually to get them going from quite an emotive space where they can they they have connected and overlaid their um, experience with with whatever you know we've presented to them, so that they might look at it and go, yep, that's that's exactly what we need now.
1: Yeah, and they're then, overlaying their experience with your solution.
0: That's right, and so that's where you need probably just to shut up for a second, let them process it all. And then, and then you can prompt it. They'll, they can prompt it. It's not, it's not a game. This, this pause, it's
1: it's not a game. It's not a
0: power game. It's It's actually uh, all about letting them go from exactly what you said, their emotion to their intuition. It's it's giving them a chance to process what, what all this is, you know feeling and thinking and meaning to them and then and then it'll pop in into their into their gut somewhere and and then you'll know when that that shifts and you can go hey you know where do we want to go with nah. this or well, they'll say what well, yeah. what do we do next yeah if you hear what you want to do next
1: that's mm-hmm. the nicest and best thing you can hear actually mm-hmm. what do we do next
0: yeah and what you tend to find is you don't and th- this is i remember you talking about um that revenue framework in the last meeting where in the last podcast, where you spoke about if something's not working for you somewhere down that framework, it's never usually that bit or the bit just above it. It's usually two or three. You've got to go back and look at all the bits above it and see where it broke. And this is the same in, in any um, communication process is that if for whatever reason someone isn't in there, um, what would what call like a, an emotional sort of feeling space when you're presenting or when you're discussing these issues at, at depth, it's usually because you actually haven't set the agenda properly at the start. So and, what would you do there?
1: Well, honestly, I have a solution. Um, yeah. but I'd be
0: interested to know what you think. Like, so like when you, when you get way, way down the um, way down and you yeah. realize you go, well, oh, I don't know. I, I, I can't, I'm not feeling any connection here at all.
1: You can say, "Look, this this didn't go how I help me out here. This has mm. not gone how I thought it would go. What can we do?"
0: Mm. Yeah, honest. Yeah, totally. What's not hitting the mark for you? Yeah, that. Yeah, and and what did what did the uh, what did they say when you when you brought that well, up? Well, then
1: they started to go backwards again. Um, this yeah. is this is not something I did. This is a technique I read recently about. This is not. This didn't go how I thought it would go. Yeah. Can you help me out here? This is it. Didn't go how I thought it would go. What, what can we do here? Yeah, so didn't hit the mark for you.
0: Okay, good. And then maybe going back and resetting
1: agenda and and, and started. Yeah. Um, I think it's worth noting at this point in time. This sounds like an awfully lengthy process. It isn't. No. You can do this really quickly, believe it or not, or it, it takes as long as your potential takes to walk through all this. Methodology. I've been in, in a meeting a while ago where um, I was with a colleague and we're talking to someone who was going to use our services. And this person went on and on and on and on and on. And eventually we had to say, Look, if you want to use our services, we're going to have to talk to you eventually about what we do.
0: <laughs> really? You just- but that's, but that's, that's the confidence to control the, the process of the meeting. And that, that's also the skill of, of the person in the, in, the, at, in the sales role. You know, that salesperson in that meeting needs to be able to be confident enough to control the pace of the meeting because if you do let people go on and on and on and on and on, how many times have, then have you got to the end of that meeting where they go, oh, crikey, we've only got five minutes to go. And then you start yeah. rushing. You rush out solutions, you rush out process, you rush out, okay, what do we do from here? And you go, oh, we've, we've missed the mark on all of that. Totally. Yeah. So, so, so quick recap, it. we've set the agenda, yeah. you've, you've yeah. positioned yourself, you've done your fact find, you've presented, yep. allowing people to go from sort of the head through to their heart into their instinct, you've paused, they've, you, you've got some sort of engagement there, you can sense that there's, there's a, a step forward here, um, you've said what, where do we go from here or they've said where do we go from here, then what do you do next? You set a next meeting. Well, there's something I typically do before that. Which is? Well, it depends on the type of business you are. You may not have a next meeting or, but there's something I always do before that where you, where you kind of bring them back into quite a, a short, sharp process. Um, driven oh, on how they actually engage yes. with you and, you, and you, what you can actually say there is you go, okay, where do we do from here? You go, well, then this is typically how we, how we progress from here. We do this, we do that we do this and then that's what happens. And so that'll typically be your process of engagement with that client. So it might be if you have yeah. to prepare some paperwork or you have to prepare some contract or you have to actually prepare, you know, logistics or delivery. It's it's all about getting those really, really quick. This is how we do business conversation. Yes. This
1: is a mini project plan is what you're doing there. Yeah.
0: And it's usually only yeah. no, no more than three steps. Yep. That is you sign your engagement is, letter. We'll book in a next meeting and then yeah, at that meeting, go. this is what we do, you know? Yep. Or, you know, you, you sign the contract to sale today, you organise your finance, we arrange for delivery of the vehicle. You know, it's... it's or, or in the really short, sharp ones, it's... You can sign up to our club, <laughs> pay the money for the goods today or whatever it is, um, and you get a 10% discount. How many shops do you go into today, these days, where they don't try and get you onto their emailing list? Oh, never. Yeah, every everyone now. Are you on our list? Are you on our list? Well, this is what we do. For, but this is their their little sort of process piece at the end. You said you want to go and buy a certain... It um, happened you know, recently when I bought a um, a gift from my wife at, at Kathmandu, you know, the outdoor sort of... Yes, outdoor. yeah, I do. Are you part of our list? Buy the jacket. Before you do, sign up to our list and you'll get an immediate discount off this purchase today okay, no worries, let's go. And then you're on the list, then you get bombarded with emails yeah. every day.
1: And, and the rest I of think it. You, how you've described that is a much, um, a next meeting is not a good description of that. The process is a much more accurate description of your next thing. If you're in process with the person you've been sitting in front of, you're in a really good space with them.
0: That's right. And, it, and it's short and sharp. This is how we do it. Is that all? Yeah, yeah, this is where you can over talk it too. Yeah. Don't. I sat in a yep. meeting once where, where, I literally walked into a meeting and I was with a with a colleague of mine, and I reckon within five minutes of the start of the meeting, that they've actually given pretty much the go ahead to conduct the first part of the meeting because they were part of a referral. So even as we're setting the agenda, they're sort of saying, "Look, you know what we need to do is let's look at some dates. I'm thinking of who's going to blah 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 blah." And the person I was with started kept going through this whole process. <laughs> And, and, I'm, and I'm sort of, you know, going, hey, you know, I, I don't think it's actually necessary, mate. I think they're pretty much ready to go. And so I uh, took over the meeting and, and just went into straight into this bit here to talk about um, process. This is what we need to do. This is how we do it. Let's get on with it. And even when they pretty much signed up and said, yeah, let, let's get it going, the person I was with couldn't reconcile it. They're going, well, hang on a minute. We're only at step two here. What what, what, <laughs> let think- them know what we do? And and, I as think we, you need to. and as we walked out of the meeting, I said, you, you realize they, they bought off their referral. They, they were, we asked them one question about what did the referrer say, you know, about what we've done in their organization. Yeah. They bought from that. They were asking us to sign up on that. They were asking to sign up on that spot. And, and, and you, you, you kept trying to oversell, oversell. I and mean, we had such a good laugh about it. It was hilarious.
1: That's where you can talk yourself out of the sale, right there.
0: Really important to note here exactly what you said before. They've gone from the very start of the meeting in, in a very with their head full of stuff. You've taken them through a process that's allowed them to tell their story. You've then presented back to them a solution. To their to, story. To their story and their problem and, and their, their issue that was you know specific, at the heart of their specific agenda. All this time they've gone out of their head They've started to experience something emotionally. They've attached some emotion to to a solution. Now they're in their intuitive space where they've said, let's go, let's move forward. And you've given them a very short, sharp process of how you engage. And then the last thing that I always do in this situation here is to say, and specifically, here's what I'm going to do from here. And here's what I would like you to do from here. And it just gives both parties something to do after the meeting. Yeah. That that that's an engaging piece where, where it, it keeps their decision to move forward top of mind and it, it, it already engages them in the process of, of of their solution.
1: Well, you're in you're you're in process with them now.
0: Yeah. Like you are you you're actually working with them now. So this is that classic wow. um you know that like we said last week uh, in the last episode where someone might be looking to change accountants, they've, they've interviewed accountants, someone's, one of those accountants has has done a really good uh, presentation and, and sales process with them. The person's agreed to move forward. Then that accountant has specific things that they need them to do. And out of this meeting today, this is what I need you to do to get this going. You might need to organise an ethical letter from your current accountant um, to... to uh, allow us to start working on your your files or to get them to send stuff across or you need to gather everything you've got and send it through and we can start having a bit of a look at it. But whatever it is, it comes after your engagement process. You need to sign something, you need to get some sort of agreement. Um, If you go and buy a car, they get a deposit from you. You know, there's some sort of engagement there.
1: I think there's one really critical point you've just made me think of it actually, which is this. Right at the beginning of the meeting, of this meeting. If the persons person you're sitting in front of cannot make a decision about using you or not, I would really definitely think about ending the meeting and making a new one with the person that can. Yeah. For this reason, that when you've presented to these people and they can't make a decision a decision, they can't present you to another person.
0: No. It's never going to work. No. So that's when you've got the wrong decision maker in front of you, is it? Yeah. Or not a decision maker. Or not a decision maker. You know,
1: I've, yeah. I've had it where um so and so asked me to come into this meeting and, um, and then I'll go and tell them about what you do and then we'll work out if we're gonna use you or not. No. Yeah. That isn't gonna happen.
0: If mm. you're gonna cover just really recover that and let's let's, you know, name these steps for people. You know, step yeah. one, let, let's just call it specific agenda. Step two. Yep. So broad to narrow. Yeah, broad to narrow. The rule there, broad to narrow. Step two,
1: position. What do they know about you? Yeah, right. how, how have you been positioned by the referrer or what do they know about you?
0: What do they know about you? Step three, fact find.
1: I, when I, if I'm drawing this in front of someone, in step three, I just draw a great big question mark. In other words, ask a lot. Ask questions. And step listen. Four. Present. Present. Step Succinctly, four. mini step four or mini step five, pause for a little bit to let your
0: potential digest the information. Yep. And and which rolls then into process? mm mm-hmm. how, how How we engage, how we do business. Yep. Yeah. And step six? Here's what I'll do. Here's what you'll do. Yep, which is the the open. It's not a close. It's an open, isn't it? That's it's an
1: open. open. That's it's a, further a total open.
0: Yeah. Yep. And then overlaid on those, on those six steps is that shift from thinking headspace into feeling, into the emotional attachment, into what we call then our knowing and our intuition where people can make decisions. And then realistically at the end, it's back up to thinking, isn't it? Because it is. it's, a going well, it's back to thinking. That's exactly good. what it is. Gets them back engaged with, with clear context. Yeah. Really easy. Beautiful. Now, that process there and when you and I get together and we start populating our, our uh, visual elements of this podcast on our Insta site, um, that six-step process there with the overlay of that, that communication processing style, um, that can be used. I really encourage people just to write it down and then see if you can structure your next meeting, not a sales meeting, your next meeting. Any meeting that you're going to have, see if you can structure it to that because you can use it for, your, like you said, your management meetings, your team meetings, your mentoring meetings with your, with your, um, uh, within your organization, within your mentoring program. You can structure training sessions to it. You can talk to your kids about it. You can speak to your your husband or wife about it. You can use it in any scenario when you're trying to make a decision.
1: That's exactly exactly true you and why I like what, no no I'm just moving a little bit um, why I like what you've just said there particularly is because it's good practice
0: practice. practice and practice if there was one thing that you wanted people to practice what's what's the one thing to get into the habit of doing what well, trick question no no it's not a, it's not a like a right or wrong what, like what would you get them to to practice from? oh I see
1: yeah I'd get them Start asking questions at the beginning.
0: Yeah, 100%. I would just say whenever I'm working with, with um, people on, on running more effective meetings and running good sales meetings, it's ask the questions up front. Shift the agenda from yours to theirs. Yeah, and in, and in that, I think um, you've just
1: really reminded me of a critical, critical point, that the context of all of what you and I have been discussing is creating a relationship. So you can strip the selling word out of it, and just go, "We're creating a relationship."
0: Yeah, perfect.
1: And the underlying, the underpinning
0: point of any relationship is trust. Cool. We catch you in uh, maybe in a couple of weeks. We will. See you, mate. See ya.